0: Wales Week. It's always special on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. No question the Wales players are looking forward to facing England as underdogs.
1: Yeah, we're well, going to Twickenham history would suggest that, so uh, we're no different, but uh, certainly we go there. It's an England-Wales match and one which the players are thoroughly looking forward to.
0: Wales women like Georgia Evans helps launch Rookie Rugby Week as the players become role models for the next generations.
2: Seeing all the girls now, they know who we are, they know what we do, where we play. It's amazing to see them looking up to us and wanting to be like us.
0: Wales Under 20 Centre and Owen no knows, the recent storms have hit clubs such as where he learned to play Newport the old High School Old Boys.
3: Yeah, they started at GoFundMe page and they've raised about £7,000. Hopefully now with everyone helping out as well they can start rebuilding again to try and get some fixtures on there and make sure the club's alright and that. Right.
0: More on that and the mood in the under-20s camp after they beat world champions France last time out. But we'll start with a Twickenham trip of course some changes in the Wales team. Coach Wayne Pivak explained his thinking starting with the returns of Josh Navidi and Liam Williams after injury.
1: Yeah the key really was to get enough volume into them. Uh, They've done that now and we think they're both ready to go. They've trained very very well. Put a lot of hard work to get to the start line this weekend and you know they're both very very experienced players now as well and they know their bodies as well as uh, anybody and uh, we're confident they can do a job for us.
4: You've named Dan Bigger at uh, Fly Half. What's his state of fitness and how far will you take the
1: backup measures? No, he ran well today. He's been goal kicking today, so uh, Dan's good to go. You know, when he got the injury at the time, I think, uh, you know, if it's a test match, who knows, he may have played on. So at the end of the day, it's, he's come off, um, he's been treated, and the medical team have done a great job with him. What's
4: the thinking behind the changes at Scrim
1: half? I would just think that Gareth had a go last week. Thomas has been playing well up to that point, and uh, we think at the moment he edges it. and. Looking at the bench, I think what we've done there is Webby comes on and brings a lot of experience, and a lot of good communication and uh, you know, game management with him. So hopefully he'll close the game out well for us.
4: And at loose
1: yeah, Wynn's had all the starts so far. He's had a hip flex; he hasn't trained for about ten days, so uh, that's counted against him. And I think Rob's had a pretty good experience against England in the Six Nations last year. And you know he's uh, chomping at the bit for an opportunity. And young Reese Carey, as we know, is, a, is an up-and-coming. Um, said he's done a fine job at the World Cup so we're confident those two will do a good job for us.
5: What was your
6: thinking at, at number 8 uh, Wayne, um, wasn't that long ago Talupe was considered arguably the best number 8 in the world, how far off that standard is he at the
1: moment? Well he started on Sunday, he hasn't trained until today fully so really that's probably counted against him, he took a bump in that game so it's just one of the downsides of guys playing outside of Wales and you know having to play on a Sunday before a test match So. We think it's better this weekend for him to come off the bench and uh, have a smaller part in the game.
6: The England selection, Watson back, Wilson back, six forwards on the bench. what do
1: you make of it? Yeah, we looked at the the Ireland game and uh, they did the same thing there with with the split and it worked for them, so not surprised that uh, they've gone that way again. Uh, Very impressive against Ireland, very impressive. Uh, They controlled that game from start to finish. Dominated in uh, virtually all areas, I thought. So, you know, obviously the first half against France they wouldn't have been happy with, but since then there was a bit of weather in Edinburgh which uh, made it difficult. Certainly, judging them on that uh, Irish game is going to be a big task. What are your
4: thoughts on the uh, coronavirus situation? What extra precautions, if any, are you taking in preparations and on match day?
1: Yeah, we get the same advice as the general public, and it's about uh, being clean and tidy and around the place, and looking after ourselves, and just making sure we do uh, everything we can do to keep ourselves in good health.
7: First chance for you to lock horns with Eddie Jones.
1: How are you looking forward to it? Oh, look, Eddie's a, a fantastic coach, and his, his track record speaks for itself. And he, I find him uh, one of the game's great characters. So, uh, no, really looking forward to it, and looking forward to catching up with him afterwards.
4: What about the level of expectation for this game? How uh, high should the Welsh public hopes be?
1: Oh, look, I think we've prepared uh, as well as we can. We've got a, a, a good side taking the field and we're going there to try and improve each week and improve on the French performance, which, apart from the scoreline, we did well in most areas of the game. We're pretty happy with, uh, with the outcomes, but fine margins, the intercept pass, you know, refereeing decision, which, looking back now, I think everyone would agree was probably a penalty try. So those are big moments in games and so we think we're on the right track. We've just got to keep working hard.
4: Happy being underdogs, maybe?
1: Yeah, well going to Twickenham, history would, would suggest that, so uh, we're no different, but uh, certainly we go there, it's an England-Wales match and one which the players are thoroughly looking forward to.
0: So let's hear from Josh Navidi and how he feels about his return to action.
1: It's nice to
7: be training with the boys last week, and it's nice to be back in, in the environment on the field. I've been around all all the Six Nations campaign, but it's frustrating to pick the, my hamstring injury our first test week against Italy, but... I'm back, I'm feeling good and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Quite
4: a game to come back to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
7: well, I'm uh, chomping at a bit now, really, just to get some uh, rugby under my belt and we're about a game to come back to and it's England in Twickenham. And what do
4: you make of the England
7: back row that you'll be facing? Yeah, well, the, the physical. They're good over the ball and they've got some good carriers there, so they're quite dynamic as a back row and challenging contest. but looking forward to it. What's
4: the spirit like in the camp after a couple of losses? It hasn't quite been the, uh, the first season that Wayne Pivac or yourselves would have wanted for him.
7: It's been tough um, for the boys as well, um, losing out in Ireland and then France at home. I think we just gave away a few too many op- opportunities against the French and um, was there for the grasp, but uh, we just let it slip, and the boys are still hitting from that. But we, we look forward to England this weekend.
2: When you look at the fact you haven't played what two months, and Lee Williams hasn't played for like, four months, is there an element of, of gamble to put you both
7: back into this game? Uh, no, not really. I've done it a few times in the past in the summer World Cups. I, I didn't play for a while, I came back from another you know, hamstring injury, but uh came straight back in and I was on the bench and came on within 20 minutes, so um, no, it's just one of them. I, you do all the fitness to try and get to where you need to be at, but until you play you don't really know where you are, but no, just chomping a bit, I'm sure he is as well, he hasn't played since the French game in the World Cup, but um, yeah, just I think we were ready to go, so I got the volumes in, happy. Tell me about the buzz
6: of, a, of
7: an England-Wales week. Always an edgy week, and you know it's just across the bridge, so um, it comes uh, a lot from the fans, but we just do what we do every week and just make sure we're, we're taking care of ourselves in our
0: prep. Who prop Rob Evans comes back into the front row?
6: Yeah, it's been a while since I've uh, pulled on the number one jersey for wheels, but um, no, looking forward to it. just been like a, any other week, really, just making sure I get my prep right and gone pretty well. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, it's been a bit of a tough year with one thing or another, and keep my head down, keep working hard, and um, hopefully uh, go right on the weekend. So, England's uh, first
4: opponents back
6: in a starting shirt, then. Yeah, nice one to come back to. Love playing against the English. Yeah, now nah, good. Can be tough test up in Twickenham as it always is, and yeah, what a way to come back in. Really, so yeah, looking forward to it. They've been going pretty strong, and. Um, we're looking forward to it as well, you know, like there's been a bit of chat that the championship's gone and stuff for us, but as um, a start of a new era and yeah, we, we felt like we left quite a lot of opportunities out there against France and it'd be nice to put some of them things together really against England on Saturday. So, Sinclair has
4: been seen as something of a volatile temperament in the, in the past, do you think you can take advantage of that potentially?
6: I don't mind Sinclair really. I think he's a good bloke, funny. Told me a few jokes in the last game, so uh, hopefully he's got a few more. But um, he's a good player and uh, he's a big player for them, so um, yeah, it'll be a good test. You're going to have a uh,
4: gag contest with him and uh, Joe Marler then at
6: any point, isn't uh, there's normally a few jokes chucked around in there, but uh, yeah. Repeatable? Nah, de- <laughs> definitely not. Like, so um, it's just for the front row boys. So uh... tell me about the buzz, rock that you feel in an England. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's a game that everyone talks about, it's a game that everyone looks out for on the calendar. Obviously, we're a bit disappointed after our last two defeats. Um, we lost against France, but we actually thought, as I said, we left a few opportunities out there. So it's very exciting for us. And, uh, you know, England, always a formidable side. You know, they've been on form, up. they were one of the best in the world. It's a great challenge, but um, people like me coming back into the team is an exciting challenge for us as well, you know.
0: Tighthead Dylan Lewis knows the Scrum has been a focus of attention in this Six Nations. I think we scrummaged quite
8: well, the first three games of the tournament. With Humphreys coming in, he, you know, he had his way you want the rest of Scrummage, and he's helped me quite a lot as well, I think. Um, so I think we're starting to see a lot of benefit from it, a lot of gains. Obviously it was that one Scrum on the weekend which sort of turned the screw then, and, but up until that point I think we showed a lot of dominance. Um, so yeah, I think it's been good up until now.
0: Both Ireland and France. A lot of it's turned on one strong, one very similar behaviour by your, your opposite tight end, your opposite number. And what's the feeling within the squad about that? As if...
8: Yeah, it's frustrating obviously, but it's obviously down to one man's opinion at the end of the day and those calls which either go with you sometimes or they go against you. So I think that's something we have to put behind us now and just concentrate on us really.
0: Marco Finapola's out for England, what's the, yeah, how much blow is that for them? He's an outstanding player. But
8: they've got um, Marla and Genji who've been doing excellent for them in the opening of the tournament as well. So, you know, they've got players able can definitely fill in and do a job.
0: For you prep a particular prop style, does that change anything for you?
8: Yeah, you know, throughout the week you look at all the potentials that you could be playing against and you just sort of do a bit of study on them. A lot of it comes back to getting our stuff right first and, you know, concentrating on what we are trying to get out of the game scrum time. But yeah, we you know we definitely look at uh, some individuals.
0: I think this pack, there's a huge amount of weight coming through. Just, what are they like to play against? Like you
8: alluded to, is they are a big pack. We know what to expect from them. We've played them a lot of times, uh, especially over the past twelve months. So something to get excited for. Definitely uh, something you know we spoke quite a lot about this week so far, and it's a challenge. You know we can't wait to to get into.
0: And the twickenham experience, first time starting for
8: you. Isn't it? Yeah, first time starting. I had uh, an experience there in the the warm-up games, which was good. Outstanding ground to play at and, you know, it's Wales, England, which is, uh, you know, no bigger game really, so it's an exciting one, yeah.
0: Coming from a regime that was there for 12 years and a new one trying to implement things that you're not having much time to take on board?
8: You look at some of the players who were playing now who were under the gats for 10 years and they didn't know much different for those 10 years, but it's been good. I've enjoyed it. Obviously, a new load of coaches coming in and it's fresh and it's exciting. I think I, I, you can see what they're trying to get out of us and the style they want to play, etc. So, you know, sometimes these things do take a little longer than what you'd like, but I think we're definitely, you know, heading in the right direction. You mentioned John Humphries. What about his role in particular? Yeah, he's been very good. He brings a lot of detail, not just set piece around the park and the things he's looking for specifically for me obviously in my roles and he's been brilliant i think you know he's he's helped me a lot scrum time as well so he brings a lot of detail to that aspect for me but he's been good
0: well former wales and lions captain sam warburton's been enjoying his return to the squad as a breakdown coach he has some happy memories of going to twickenham as a player
9: i mean i remember in 2012 when we won and um I remember Ryan Jones in the change room saying to myself and the young back rowers there, Dan and Toby, like, oh, enjoy this because Twickenham away wins are rare. I remember thinking, ah, we'll come back and we'll do this again, don't worry, but you really, you learn the hard way, Twickenham is a very tough place to go and only two wins in a whole career there. I mean, I guess that over in history, that's not bad, but I mean, you know, considering you continue to play there maybe five or six times, you don't come away with too many wins. So I've always thought outside of our home stadium, of course, Twickenham's been my favourite place to play because the atmosphere, people say Twickenham's got a bad atmosphere I haven't been there. I think it's brilliant, particularly when the Welsh crowd go down and it's just like a competition over who can be the loudest. Uh, the few games that we've played there have been amazing, amazing atmospheres. So from a player's perspective, you know, I can't wait just to get on that bus down on Thursday and get to the ground on Friday have a look there with the kickers and then play on a Saturday. It's an amazing place to play. So it was an opportunity for players. You know, I've had two weeks to wait for it as well. It's felt like a really long two weeks. As players, you need that two weeks because you have a week where you recover a bit, uh, but from a coaching perspective, you just want to keep bouncing into the next game, but you've got to appreciate players need to rest. But uh, it's been a long two weeks waiting for this one. So coaches and players like are really excited. Manu Triolag is
7: a half back to that
0: 2012, but how special was that tackle? Final yeah. so the first half I okay. it uh, I
9: came from an outrageously offside position. That's all I remember about that. <laughs> but um yeah, I got away with it. But yeah, well obviously that that teeter set for you know the Grand Slam, that was a triple crown, and that was, you know, great, great memories there. And it's gonna be funny because obviously I'm going back and there's so many Welsh guys I've played with, so many England guys that I've played with, you know, it's gonna be um I, I found it quite interesting, the sort of dynamic of being on the coaching side, because you can't influence what's going on the, on the pitch directly but I just love being there at the coal face again with the team, you know, and it's just where I feel I can contribute and where I feel comfortable, I love it, you know, so, um, yeah, great memories of going to Twickenham, hopefully can replicate something similar, but, yeah, if the boys do get a win, for sure, it'll be one of the highlights of their career, it's a fantastic place to go.
8: Sam, in your previous role, writing the newspapers, you highlighted Curry and Andy as a partnership you thought would be a good one, obviously it's gone quite well for them. What what's he making of it and how are you going to try and tackle it now you're...
9: It's gone very well. I mean, um, I, I've said from day one, I always thought those two boys were going to gonna be top international players and they are. They're not talents anymore. They're big game players for England and they're starters for England who are some of the first names on the team sheet. So from what I've seen, both been really impressive, both fully deserve to start for England and when they play, they make a good impact. So those two guys are key for England's line speed, for their collision dominance in games gone by and you often find them pretty much together and that's just naturally back rows and you know, they want to get in positions on the field when they're opposite 10 or first receiver. That's where they're most effective. And both those guys have that instinct. You can see they've been coached very well coming through the system. They're positionally very good. So putting them two together, you know, would be a tough challenge, but then you know, we've got you know, three British Lions of our own and I think we've got other players who've got the potential to, to be British Lions. So from a back row perspective, gonna be one of our best challenges and, and matchups that you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing. So at a top level it's always you always have the battle of the back rows, you know, in the big big games and this is no different. You know, this is probably gonna be one of the biggest back row challenges that I think both teams will face. You know, I think we're playing against two young guys who are hungry and search for more international honours, Lions honours and we've got guys who have achieved that and who want to maintain it. So it's a fantastic battle of
0: experience against youth as well. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. As women pair Captain Shirlily Crapp and Locke Georgia Evans helped launch rookie rugby this week at a session in Cumbrian Stadium. Evans has quite a pedigree in the game as she explained after discussing her Six Nations debut against France.
2: France is probably the one that I was looking forward to the most and I always said that I wanted to push for a start and the one that I wanted was France um, so I was very lucky enough to get that. Because they are just one of the class outfits in the world at the minute, they're the ones that you look to defensively, they're solid, attackingly, you know, they can rip the best defences apart. So it was a really good challenge that we were all looking forward to and we were all building towards. It's an unfair reflection when you look at the scoreline, but when looking at the performance itself, I think we did ourselves justice against one of the classiest outfits in the world at the minute.
0: First Six Nations cap against France and second against England, equally, lots of professional players, very difficult not necessarily the most level of playing fields
2: so it's bittersweet because it is going up against the best in the world but like I said about the France game I always said that if I wanted my start I wanted it against France and if I got my chance to go against England I will take that chance and I'll run with it it because it's England and France they're top three in the world and if we want to be the best which is what we are building towards we have to be able to compete against the best and I think it's a great challenge for myself and for some of the new caps coming through and the whole team because that is what we're going to be up against in the World Cup we have to be able to compete and you know that is our main focus.
0: For yourself away from the environment it's uh, obviously in the women's game you've got other things to do just explain what you're off-field activities are.
2: I'm currently studying Strength and Conditioning Master's degree in USW. I do some coaching alongside the women down at USW. Um, I try to keep myself as busy as I can. It's quite hard to like take yourselves out of it once you've been reading about stuff all day and then we go in and they're telling you to do this, do that and I'm like I I could do this though but um, it's great. The boys know what they're doing, the coaches know exactly what they're doing so it's quite nice to take myself out of a coaching role and be the kind of student and like literally be told do this, do that.
0: I'm going further back family connections with rugby quite
2: strong. Yes, I grew up knowing everything I could about rugby. I know who was where, what was where, because I followed my cousin, Kerry Sweeney, around all the way through my childhood. We watched him, my brother played all the way through. So we traveled around a lot. We watched him play for Wales. And unfortunately, I didn't inherit his boot, but he was great to watch. And it just gives you the rugby feel. Like my auntie and uncle now are now following me after missing watching him play. So it's amazing because they all know the the sacrifices, the commitment, and they love it as much as I do, and they they want me to do as well as you know as he did essentially. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. He's it's a great role model. Before we started following him, we'd watch it on telly and you'd see all these things, and they're like superstars, and you're like, oh wow, they're amazing. And then he was one of them, and it was like, wow, like, wow. <laughs> but he's a homeboy, and he'd always come home and up to Anisabel, and. It's, like I said, it's like a big family and Wales is is quite a small country that it's all quite family orientated. So it's it's really amazing knowing that he'd been involved and when I got my call up, he was the first one to message me. He'd always give me some advice, always on the end of the phone. So yeah, he's been great. He's given it up. So my auntie and uncle were like, what do we do now? And then I got the call up and they are like my biggest fans. They follow with my mother and father, they come to every game that I'm playing, and they just love the fact that they can do it all over again. And they said, like, it's great to be back involved. And for a different side of them, instead of the the males game, it's with the women's. And my uncle, massive following, loves learning all about the women's game. So it's, it's really good.
0: Of course, Kerry got quite a lot of caps. So, does that put a bit of competition in that you're starting out in your career? But that's quite a good starting point. He's set the, the bar
2: quite high. He has set the bar quite high. So, um, if I can reach that, if I, can, I think it's like 30, 40 caps. If I can reach that amount, I will be very pleased with myself. And if I can beat him, it will be even better.
0: We're at a rookie rugby event. we are seeing loads and loads of young girls playing the game. It's important that they start early. To develop those skills. So it must be great for them to see you here, but also great for you to see them.
2: Growing up, I didn't touch a rugby ball until I was 16. I watched it, I knew everything. I didn't ever play, there was nothing really around by me, and I idolised the men. Seeing all the girls now, they know who we are, they know what we do, where we play. It's amazing to see them looking up to us and wanting to be like us. Seeing them today, they all had smiles on their faces, ball in hand, messing around with our friends. That's what rugby is all about, you know, and it does give. Gives them the core cool skills. They're, they're team building outside and they're enjoying every minute of it. So it's really, really amazing to see them all loving it so much. As the media grows around women's rugby, they can see us more and they can idolise us more. And it's surreal. It's also amazing to know that actually women's rugby now is changing these girls' thoughts and it's, it's not so much of a male sport. And that's all you see. Now you are seeing the women side by side standing next to the men. And it's amazing.
0: And it was something to see. Wells Captain Shuan Crapp was also there and she started by revealing the analysis of that French game.
5: Obviously after every game there's learnings and, and lessons um, that have happened you know and I still stand by the fact of what I said post French game you know it was, it was a better performance by us and it was um, when we actually reviewed the stats we actually had more territory than France, we had 51% territory and 49% possession. So mm-hmm. that probably says a different story to the result itself. And what it does say is we had opportunities. We were in there half more than they were in ours by only a small percentage, but we were. You know, we just didn't capitalise on our opportunities. But the positive thing is we're creating those opportunities. The next step for us is to actually take them. And the thing that I was mostly proud about was how we fronted up physically against um, you know, a strong big athletic French side and I I still stand by that we did Um, so England are going to be similar in that sense they're top three in the world side as well they're undefeated so far this campaign but it's not hard to get up for a game against England either you know so for me I'm I'm excited about it I, I know the girls are we're arch rivals you know and for me it's how we Take our next step now and take our opportunities on the field. So, um, hopefully, this weekend we will in, in Twickenham Stoop. And yeah, looking forward to it.
0: And if we're going to see those skill levels improving going forward, it's events like this getting people to start playing from really young ages. It's important. Just describe where we are today and what this event's been like.
5: Yes, yeah, so we're in a rookie rugby event in, in Cumbran. Um, I think this was the first one to launch rookie rugby this week, this morning. Um, so, I've been up here since uh, late morning, from lunchtime. But there's over 400 girls being here this morning, you know, doing different activities, team building, rugby ball in hand. You know, Georgia and I have been engaging in some of the tasks. I'm learning stuff as well about this TikTok dances we've been being taught by the kids. Atmosphere has been outstanding, you know, and uh, we've had some good fun. So I'm sure all the girls have as well, you know, and, you know, there's 400 and odd girls here today. If a couple of them fall in love with rugby and, and take it up and, and enjoy it, in local clubs or in their schools now, you know, that's a positive, that's a win. When I was growing up there wasn't events like this and it's estimated to throughout the events this week there's over ten thousand girls to take part in rugby. And that's a variation of ages. I think that's from, you know, girls such as six, seven, eight all the way up to teenagers. So uh yeah it's really exciting, great day. The weather's been nice fortunately, but I think as MC no one with not a smile on their face. So um yeah, if a couple of these girls are, are inspired or, and want to want to take up the sport, you know, that's a win.
0: And seeing them being so happy, seeing the likes of yourself in Georgia and seeing the role models and looking up, that was quite nice too.
5: Yeah, and, you know, someone said to me earlier, it must be nice to have a day off. And, and it is, you know, it obviously it's an honour to represent your country and put on that shirt and really enjoy. It. It's a proud moment. But then the reality there is this is what it's all about as well, is if we can inspire the next generation then that's another win in itself, you know. So that's what makes us do what we want to do. We want to inspire a nation. We want to inspire girls to take up the sport that's given us so much joy throughout our lives. And, you know, it has, i I openly say, it's probably made me as a person. Um, I bumped into a school teacher last week, and and she said to me, I never thought when you were in school, Joanne, I'd see you speaking and and leading Wales in, in the way you are. And for me, rugby formed me into the person I am today, you know, it made me find my best friends, it gave me confidence, you know, it makes you fight for something, it makes you committed, so there's so many skills that rugby have taught me and, you know, I will stand by it, it's, it's given me the confidence and made me the person I am today because of the joy and, and love it's given me. So, um, as I said, my teacher probably wouldn't have imagined me being in this position 12 years ago when I was a, a quiet, shyer child.
0: Two impressive stories from the women's game. But Wales under-20s wrote their own impressive story with a win over the world champions France, as they now prepare to face England in Gloucester. Coach Gareth Williams was pleased to see the progress.
10: They've built well throughout. You know, we improved in the second half in Ireland to where we were in the first half, and then I thought we put a pretty full performance in, uh, with the conditions in mind against France. So if that was a step up, do you need to step up again against 100%, England? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, you know it's always the aim. Uh, we've had some pretty special results over the last 12 months um consistency is key you know for these young players going into professional rugby consistency is a massive thing you know to play at pro 14 on a on a regular basis to give yourself opportunity to get international honors at the highest level consistency is key so you know we want to do that with regards to ourselves but also we know the challenge that awaits you know with the strength and the depth that England have they had two excellent wins early in the six nations they'll be disappointed. Uh, with their last result but they'd be looking to bounce back so you know we've got to go uh, really stand up to that and deal with their individual and collective threats and uh, we're really excited about that. Do England ever change at this level particularly the challenge they pose? They're always an excellent outfit they've got a good pedigree at this level so um, yeah to go away and to go to Gloucester and play in front of the shed there will will be a great occasion and you know something that the boys are really excited about. For friends, family, supporters in South Wales, this is
0: obviously the closest game. So will you be hoping part of that support will be quite a big Welsh contingent?
10: Yeah, it's, it's close, but it's still an away game. So it's, it's useful that it is uh, accessible from that uh, point of view. You know, it was a great atmosphere up in Colwyn Bay during the French game. And, you know, the crowd for that last 20 minutes really got behind us. So hopefully with Gloucester not being too far, we'll have that for that late surge in uh, England as well.
0: You've had all these storms for the uh, first three
10: games. The weather does seem to be improving. Does that mean the game plan changes as well? Um, a little us, I think, to express ourselves a bit more. I didn't think it could get worse than Cork, but Colwyn <laughs> Bay then to, <laughs> to Colwyn <laughs> Bay a few weeks later was uh, it was pretty special. But no, you know, a lot of the work from Ireland was around, you know, our thought process around how can we exert pressure onto the opposition now. Those were lessons we learnt in that first half. We know when we get a good foot hold and you know get some front football, we've we've got individuals who can be a real threat and and real shine uh, with ball in hand. But we've just got to make sure that we that we establish ourselves in the game, and that, you know that'll still be a big focus for us.
0: Do we see a different dimension to the team? Do we see some more of those those outside players shining?
10: I thought there was a real maturity. I thought the halfbacks showed a real maturity in that French game, and you know it's keeping a focus on that maturity even when the conditions are better than what they were in uh, Colwyn Bay, and we're seeing individuals grow. You know, an Aaron Owen who. You know, we know what he did last year and what he's capable of and what his potential is for Welsh rugby is giving him that opportunity to get it, get into the game a bit more. You know, Early on he, he was returning from injury but he's having regular game time here now which is allowing him to grow. Someone like Ewan Davis at six, he's starting to flourish. Players who haven't played too much in the build-up to this campaign but you know, getting that consistent game time uh, will help them and the boys who joined the squad before the French game the better conditions will, will allow them to hopefully get on the front foot a bit more.
0: Have you seen that gradual yeah. development?
10: Presumably that makes the summer in the junior world championship now a little bit more exciting, not it? Y- yeah, it's keeping perspective on that. there was a lot of talk and, you know, losing the first two games. I don't tend to get too carried away either way, you know. I get excited when the boys perform really well, but I was excited at the you know, in the second half in Ireland because I thought the boys were excellent in that period of rugby but yeah, they don't tend to get too carried away but it's nice to see the building blocks and see them progressing and that's going to be the challenge here against England now, to make sure that we keep taking those steps towards that summer period.
0: The better weather this weekend means we could see a bit more from players such as Dragons Centre and Iron Owen. I think when the conditions
3: are like that, it's so wet and windy we just needed to win the game, it, you know it wasn't going to be pretty and you know, all the credit's got to go to the forward pack and the halfbacks because they uh, won the game for us, back five. It was just about um, helping out where we can and just just helping boys out and just trying to be a lot, lot of energy and just sort of support, really, because, you know, they controlled the game and they sort of won the game for us, really. So that yeah, it was really pleasing.
0: Not great conditions for a back five. <laughs> did, you, did you ask to go and join the forwards for a while? <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, we we joined in. I could drive him all, so uh, we were getting desperate. So um, just when it's conditions like that, you just you know you're not going to get too much ball. It's all about the kicking game and who makes the first mistake. So
0: um, you know, just trying to help the forwards out and
3: just trying to do what we could really.
0: For yourself, personally, has it been a slightly frustrating campaign? Because the weather hasn't really been one for the backs to shine, has it?
3: Um, no, but I guess that's a different challenge, though. You know, we're in Wales as well, so it's always there's always going to be that sort of weather element we've got to get used to as well, so... Um it's been um, a different challenge to focus on. I just think over the three games we've just spilled really nicely. Um, we didn't get off to the best of starts, but we, every game we've sort of uh, improved in training and, and the games and got better. So hopefully we can just keep kicking on and if each week by week we're getting better, that's all we can ask.
0: The weather's going to be a bit better on Friday night.
3: Are you expecting to be able to show a bit more? Hopefully, if the weather is nice, you know, as a backline, we can start to um, try and show what we're about, because I don't think we've really um, fired a shot or any team really as a backline yet, so um, it'd be nice to see if we can do that, yeah. Because
0: there are a few of the backs who have been quite highly rated, yourself included, so it would be good to get the ball in your hands a bit.
3: Yeah, hopefully. That's the aim. It's just about you know exerting pressure and us putting pressure on them when it's on to play, making sure we're making the right decisions and um, just really
0: trying to go out and express ourselves, so hopefully we can do that Friday. England are always one of the best sides at this age group, one of the best teams in the world. You've just beaten the double world champions. That give you extra confidence that England aren't going to be anything you can't control? I think England are the same every year, really, they've got really
3: exciting players and they're going to bring the physicality, you know, it's about us matching that and us being more accurate and, more and smarter than them, so um, after the win there's a, bit more co- there's a lot more confidence in the squads and I think everyone's just really excited to get out there now and just show what we can do. Obviously
0: concentrating in the 20s, you've got the Junior World Championship to look forward to as well, but how do you see your progress with the Dragons sort of in amongst all that? I started with the first team this year sort of in September
3: so I've been really enjoying getting used to that environment and different group of boys and obviously the new coach and yeah, so it's been a really good experience and I've really enjoyed it. You know, I'll, I'll just focus on the 20s for now because obviously we've got the Six Nations and then the Junior World Championship. So, you know, that's my main focus at the moment. But then after that, then, you know, I'll be giving Dragons my full commitment and attention. So hopefully I
0: can get better as a player there. Just talk us through where you come um,
3: from. Yeah, so I started my rugby at seven years old at a club in Calhoun called Newport High School Old Boys. Yeah, I played all my rugby up there until youths, so until I came into the Dragons Academy, so that's really where I lit all my rugby, and I've got some great memories there.
0: And how have they been faring recently with all the weather going through? Yeah,
3: no, they've had pretty bad flooding with the uh, Storm Dennis and all that, so um, the club's pretty much... ruined, like the boiler and the change rooms and the bar and all is like underwater. So, yeah, they started a GoFundMe page and they've raised about £7,000 now. So um, hopefully now with everyone helping out as well, they can start um, rebuilding again to try and get some fixtures on there and make sure the club's all right and all that
0: shows the impact that it's had, doesn't it, especially at that level,
3: especially with the amount of young children and youth players yeah. who play there um, and have learned their rugby. You know, it's massive for the community and, you know, because it really does affect it. So um, hopefully they can start rebuilding now and they can continue playing rugby.
0: Which shows the importance of helping clubs bounce back from the recent conditions. For Blues prop Ben Warren, the win against France was a bit of a vindication. At
11: the start, we talked about getting that scalp, getting that win. Obviously we did that. But just like the boys' energy and everything's been great and uh, building into this week now. We're really focusing on our no drill and everything, and uh, I think we've done that really well, and we're in a good place.
0: First two games, you're the same squad that then went and yeah. beat the double world champions. So, was there a change, or was it just gradual development, or was that always there?
11: The gradual development was always there. We talk about doing extras and everything, and just getting better as players and people. Um, I think we've done that, and, and, it's, and it's obviously working. It's still, a lot to build on.
0: A lot of uh, effort in your own line. Just describe what, the, what that was like. That's
11: a great feeling. I mean. That last 10 minutes, was the first half, was uh, one of the hardest 10 minutes I've ever played. But uh, for me personally, because in the front row, yeah, it was just great relief to get into the change rooms and uh, and crack on really and, and have a look at the scoreboard and go from there.
0: So what do you make of England? What do you know of England? What have you uh, learnt about them?
11: they got quality players. They always Every year they have quality players. Front five, pack, they're just very strong physical boys. Backline, they've got some quality in the backs. Try and really have a go and build on from what we did from last week.
0: Last week was about determination as much as anything else in very difficult weather conditions. Yeah. It should be, a, should be a bit nicer to play in yeah. uh, in Gloucester. What are you looking forward to?
11: The crowd, I think everything, we're building on raw motion really. Wales and England, it's always the same. You can play on a motion, going in their backyard and, and try to really have a go at them and uh, just put a performance on for everybody.
0: For people who don't know a lot about you, just tell us a bit more about your, your rugby background, where you started and how you've come Um
11: this. I started um, in Astrodonda. Played all my rugby down there, went uh obviously to the rivals, Talky, played a bit of youth. And then got picked up through Carter Blue system. Progressed through there, went through the under sixteens, eighteens with this with the Welsh squad. And played twenties last year this is my last year in Elsha.
0: Lost with Rhonda to Trioke.
11: That must
0: yeah. few people wouldn't have been
11: speaking yeah. to you. Yeah, not a people were happy, but you got to do what you got to do. Do you <laughs> know what I mean?
0: So, so last year in the twenties, obviously looking forward to kick on from there. Do you start looking ahead yet, or is it just purely junior world championship? Um, I think now? we
11: just, I just focus on this campaign a minute and focus on uh, on the World Cup, which is a bigger picture. But yeah, across our bridge when I come to it, quite a few good
0: young props in the Blues.
11: Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. a good or a bad thing? Uh, it's a good thing because obviously you want, you want to perform, you want to get better. So look up to them boys. Uh, such as Dylan, who's in the first team now, and Bubba and Dimitri and a lot of other boys, Aza as well, big competition there. But it's going to obviously help me in the future to, to improve and spend some time with them boys, and I look forward to, to working with them.
0: A lot of those names come from the Ronda Valleys as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. What is it?
11: I don't know, I think it's the weather. It's got to be, it's just cold, on it? <laughs> Freezy heart. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's got to be.
0: Well Captain Jack Morgan was delighted to see his side get rewarded for their efforts off the field,
12: yeah, definitely uh, after the first two results it was a little bit disappointing, but uh, after getting a result against France, who's was brilliant it's been a great boost for the boys in, in, in camp. Always nice to get a win. It gives confidence to the uh, to the boys and uh, just grow as a camp and as, as a group and, uh, and really take on a lot of positives from that game and, uh, into future games.
0: But the flip side of it is you haven't changed dramatically. Maybe may be a few things you'd worked on that you, you improved on, but overall you're still the same squad that uh, played the first two games.
12: Yeah, yeah, same squad and just looked at them and reflected on them first two games and um, just and from then two games from our mistakes and and especially against France I think we corrected the mistakes we made in the first previous two games and uh, we made the most of it and, and uh, it played out against France and the result.
0: And give you a boost going into England if you'd done that in the back of three defeats that would be a, a bit of a mountain to climb but now you'll have renewed confidence I suppose.
12: Yeah definitely so learn from mistakes and uh, we cricket and we performed against France and we can just take confidence and keep on learning and take our confidence into England on Friday now.
0: What do you make of England? Because yeah, they're always strong at this level, aren't they?
12: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really good. They've had a couple of good results. They, they beat France as well, so yeah, we're expecting it to be a, a pretty tough tough encounter against them. They're a good outfit and they've got some uh, really good players.
0: Gloucester, so not too far away from where you're training at the moment?
12: No, no, not not too far. Probably uh, one of the closest games out, but it's uh, supposed to be a great, great crowd then. It's uh, always uh, so see secret atmosphere in Gloucester when Gloucester play there, so no, looking forward to
0: it. We're always looking for a lot from the under-20s in terms of your development. France was maybe a triumph of grit and determination with a bit of skill. Do you look to try and build other elements of it without quite the weather holding you back as much?
12: Yeah, hopefully the weather will be all right on uh, come Friday to get a chance to play because the weather wasn't the best Because. In, in any of the three games of the minute, especially against France, France, that was probably the worst game. So was a, a lot of that was more fouls-based and it, it took a lot of, a lot of grit domination and, and a lot of toughness from the boys to grind out that result. And that's what they've done. So we've got other elements to the game and hopefully we can have the weather and the conditions that we can uh, go out and, uh,
0: and play a bit more. People who come along and watch could see a new dimension maybe.
12: Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah. Definitely talk about playing conditions. If the weather allows us, then we'll uh, definitely try and play the ball a bit more and uh, make, make the most of it and try to create more chances.
0: So much to look forward to this weekend and so much to talk about next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.